Well, if you're looking at the sky, it's certainly in the <laughs> evening. My God, I hate this time of year. With the like, what are we doing with this daylight savings time thing? It's ridiculous. Uh, you know, especially now with kids, and like, I I don't really get an extra hour uh, in the fall. Like. My answer to you five years ago would have been what we're doing is just one beautiful weekend in the fall. We're getting a free hour of sleep um, before football. <laughs> that would have been my answer to you. Yeah, but as a California he, dwelling non-child having individual, even I that was, enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a debatable trade-off, but I enjoyed that day enough. More so than I hated the spring. Um, but now that I have kids, it's like an extra hour of nothing. And it's dark at 4.30, which is infuriating. It's just, yeah, it's just depressing and yeah. terrible for people's lives. Like, why are we doing this? Yeah. This is like, we need to stop. Right. Like, no one's farming anymore. You know what I mean? Nobody. I mean, help them. people are farming, but, like, they could just work different hours. Yeah. <laughs> I Look, never I'm, understood, I, really, the I didn't daylight mean literally savings. I was farming. <laughs> but how many people are farming you know what yeah. i mean uh yeah not enough to for everybody to change their damn schedules around yeah it's it used to be a large percentage and now it's not so large you know what i'm saying i um, do know what you're saying yeah all right <laughs> stop bitching about daylight savings time because we do have to do a, a relatively short show today we do uh, so I don't expect uh, it to be a problem, though, because other than the challenge, we only have two things to talk about, and one of them is mostly going to be a conversation about our relationship and not uh, the media material. Do you want to start with that, then? Sure. I'm just trying to decide whether you owe me an apology or not. <laughs> because I would never have heard of... I just never would have heard of Please Don't Destroy the Treasure of Foggy Mountain. I've never heard of Please Don't Destroy until a week ago today when you mentioned it. Um, I don't watch SNL because I know it's not good and I'm not going to like it. <laughs> and this was like an SNL sketch trying to do Wet Hot American Summer or lonely island stuff and just the worst possible version of that stuff if you ask me Ooh. yeah um, see now look i it is this this is this movie is immature and stupid um but it you know for me it was the right kind of immature and stupid it's i can so weird. very much 
I could very much see how it wouldn't be the right kind of immature and stupid for somebody. Like, I'm not going to argue with you if you think it's bad. Like, sure, it's, it, I can see it. You know what right. I mean? Right. And I don't even. I, I, I think enjoyed I, it. Right. I, I, I don't think I'm that far off, honestly, from what you're saying, other than, like, like, I didn't really hate it watching it. It's just, I definitely would not have spent that hour and a half doing that, and I think I could have been better spent. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, possible. Like, if, I'm not. I, I wouldn't be like, you have to watch this. It's <laughs> you just know I mean? like it's. It's not that it's the worst movie ever. It's that it's a version of a pretty specific thing, and I've seen it done so much better too many times. To feel like this was really worth my time. Yeah, I I don't know. I got some chuckles. I got more chuckles than I'm trying to think. There was a comedy movie that we watched a couple weeks ago that there I, was. Um, um, it was better than I did. I I'm gonna I'm gonna figure out what it was because I I I feel like it's somewhat instructive and I want to try to get to the bottom of it. To be honest, it wasn't Colin from Accounts, was it? There wasn't uh, that. No, and it certainly wasn't the killer. Um. So it had to be even before that. Now we're both like looking through. Oh, Quiz Lady. Um, oh, Quiz but Lady. But I didn't love yeah, that either, to be honest. It was Quiz Lady. But I also didn't love this. That, you know, like, I wouldn't be like, oh my God, this is awesome. But right. it was an hour and a half. It, it, it breezed by and I chuckled several times. You know what I mean? Like, I'm right. Good with that. I think the difference. Some people I like showed up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the <laughs> difference for me. Two differences between, I mean, look, part of it might have just been my mood, right? It's the sort of movie that if you're in the right mood, it might hit you better than if not. But besides my mood, the the thing that I would differentiate it from Quiz Lady for me is like, it felt much more directly wrote than Quiz Lady. Quiz Lady was like kind of a story, and I'm not going to say it's totally original. Wow, I've never seen anything like that before. But like, it felt more original than this because I, that may have been my biggest issue is it just really felt derivative of Wet Hot American Summer in particular. Like, really, I didn't, I didn't really think much of Wet Hot American Summer. It almost reminded me more of Cocaine Bear. Um, than, than Wet Hot well, American Summer. that makes well, sense. No, yeah, I'm not talking about the but, plot. Or the content. Yeah. I'm talking about just like the style of the comedy. It's um, more like adventure, I guess. Is I don't know. If that makes sense. I hear you, but like I'm thinking of like the randomness of certain things and the the demeanor of the characters in response to the completely ridiculous world around them. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like. That guy really, the the central character felt so much like a poor man's Jolo Trulio to me. Um, I just, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I guess I wouldn't argue with this. is one of those times, and by the way, the movie, it was actually No Hard Feelings is the movie you were thinking of, or at least the one I was thinking of, where I actually really liked it, and you didn't. I don't even, what happened to No Hard Feelings again? It's Jennifer Lawrence with the... Oh yeah, well that that was it. Are you sure? Are we sure that was it? I think so because I quite liked it. I thought it was charming and like yeah, yes, and it I was, was like, dumb. <laughs> right, exactly. So I, I just think we're kind of on opposite <laughs> sides 
of it in a very similar yeah. way that like I just I just wasn't excited about 90 minutes of that particular stupid at that moment. Yeah. I I totally get it. Like I said, I I, I it's hard for me to like uh, lobby for this like right. if, if you know what i mean like if you thought it was stupid i'm not you're not wrong you right. know what i mean it's just right. it was it, it just hit me in the right way kind of stupid you know yeah. what i mean yeah i hear that it is definitely stupid and look i'm not going to say there aren't chuckles but um nothing so spectacular or original as to specifically recommend it yeah it's, and it's chuckles and it's not it's not guffaws no you know what i mean it's really like not. you know yeah um, it's like it's oh like, that's uh, silly chuckles isn't that silly? yeah it, it's not like tim robinson stupid either you know what i mean like it's, no. it's a little it's definitely like I, I wouldn't even say it's quite lonely island stupid although i do think there there's a bit of a it's a very to, to the again island like movies. the vibe is extremely the state and lonely island which i always thought had very similar vibes um yes yes and i'm a big state person yeah, um, and I, I like some of the Lonely Island things. Well, yeah, I mean, listen, if I'm, I've never seen another thing from Please Don't Destroy, but 90 minutes is a lot of uh, a comedy team that's probably best digested in one minute bursts. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, four or five minute bursts, I think, right. is kind of what they do. Yeah. So, what I would say is like, in my experience, which is vast with regards to the state and Lonely Island, um, these type of comedy groups have uh, gotten worse as time has passed <laughs> like the state really was spectacular lonely island was decent to good um at their best they were great but like the the batting average was lower and uh yeah, I, look, I, just, I, let's yeah. let's i mean when you watch the state or, or or really any of their tv shows like some things do miss you know what i mean like they, yeah they, they bat a thousand you know what i mean it's no like ben simmons's free throw percentage kind of Right, but I guess like the state would have been Ben Simmons's free throw percentage circa like 2018, maybe. And <laughs> You're like, this is Ben Simmons's free throw percentage now. Yes, <laughs> correct. And and uh, you know, Lonely Island is somewhere in between. Okay, um, but you know, if if you're into that sort of thing, I I suppose they're delivering it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, you could. It's worth watching. See if it's for you. And it's definitely not as like totally esoteric and ridiculous as Tim Robinson. You were right to point that out as well. Right. And I look, I again, I watched this on spec. It was like I didn't I didn't know anything about it. You know what I mean? So I uh, that's another reason why I'm not going to apologize. I don't feel like I That's fair. totally wasted your time. Were you were you I aware of Please Don't Destroy though? That's what yes. I was really I've seen a couple of their sketches on Saturday Night Live like two. You know what I Do mean? Do you feel like this stacked up well or not so well against their sketches well i liked it more than you did so i would <laughs> i would say probably stacked up like st probably stacked up well but i would say suffers from the problem that snl things in movies often do and that it's they they're it's a little better suited for a sketch like yeah that makes you know? sense so um but i do i enjoyed i enjoy the interplay and chemistry between the three char main characters if that makes sense and 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 the two uh women that sort of show up and uh cause a lot of havoc and you know i don't know yeah the like lady I, the, the throat the, punching thing was like stuff like that made me laugh it made yeah, me laugh the throat punching made me laugh too um the i uh, my favorite character was certainly the 
lady who some people will recognize as this is pretty deep but the agent's assistant in hacks oh right yeah yeah she was she was very fun yeah she was yes she was very horny extremely Um, horny (laughs) okay (laughs) speaking of horny beckham (laughs) (laughs) you know since you started there I will just say that was one of the only unsatisfying moments of this. For I watched all four. Did you? Uh, I did not get to all four. No. Okay. Um, did you see the where they addressed the affairs? That was early. That was the second, well, first or second one. I feel like. Yeah. Um, yeah, they had sort of didn't really address it, uh, and for a four four episode docu series that doesn't do doesn't really try to argue with the like world's greatest couple designation i felt like they could have gone a little deeper i'm assuming uh the participants were unwilling uh but otherwise i thought this thing was excellent oh you did i did i, I so i am you know in in the wake of the last dance right Yes, you, you know we're we're getting a lot of these documentaries in which the subject uh, is the executive producer. You know what I mean? And you know, the Last Dance it's it's just not much of a problem. I think a because Jordan is willing to be pretty candid, and I think is somewhat at least aware of his flaws as a human being. You know what I mean? Um, so it doesn't flinch a whole lot, but I feel like a lot of these, you're just kind of ducking around the bad side of people a little bit. You know what I mean? Well, and like you, sometimes it works because like the feats of athleticism on display are just really awesome to watch. And I think that that's, you know, when, when you're seeing some of the stuff that Beckham does on the pitch, that's really great. Some of, and like the good parts of his life off the pitch, are really great, but I I don't know that we really get, get to see what makes these people tick all that much. And that it, talking about spending four hours on a guy, then you should know some of that, don't you think? I thought we got a good bit of what makes him tick. Um, I don't think he's a particularly complicated guy, and I don't think he, he maybe was, maybe he's just not complicated at all. I don't know. I really don't think he is, and I and I don't think he's done a lot off the pitch to discredit him other than the the cheating scandal which i again i that is certainly a mark of the self-produced bio series right is like that that was where i felt it was he admitted to this he like he knows he made mistakes but that's about all he was willing to say about it. And I felt like that could have gone deeper given how much attention was paid to the relationship. Right. Um, other than that, I didn't feel it so much. I thought I thought they were pretty upfront about like the pressure he was made to feel in a variety of situations about... Yeah, but that's not hard to be like, other people are making me feel bad. Or, oh, it was hard to you know, be the villain. You know, like, yeah, like I'm sure it really sucked when... The whole country thought you blew the World Cup, you know. Like, well, but I just don't yeah, think. Really I guess like not, what? That's not. You're not saying much to me there. You know what I mean? Like I don't know. 
I, but that's that I think is maybe what one of the things that is notable about his life is that like he didn't have a ton to say about it and it never one of the spectacular things about David Beckham is that all these sort of th- all the whirlwind that surrounded him seemingly at all times I don't think he like it's not that it didn't bother him. I don't but I don't think he really internalized it in ways that affected what happened on the field, which is it, kind of it the story. Feel like he thought that much about it at all. Like isn't like the most interesting thing about that episode that Diego Simeone kind of saying, yeah, I don't think it was a red card either. Like that yes. sort of thing you learn the most. Uh, yes. That you didn't know before. And I think he uh-huh. he was upset. It obviously affected his life, his life in ways that they documented, but I don't think he. I don't think he's the sort of guy that like went over it and over it in his mind, thinking about all. You know what I mean? Like I don't think it was that sort of impediment. It was like this is unpleasant, and I don't like fearing for my family because the country hates me, and like it's probably they probably shouldn't, but I don't think it was like an anxiety thing for him. I don't think he experiences anxiety. And I don't know. I, I'd i rather hear him talk about that, right? Wouldn't that be interesting? You know what I mean? Like, I just see he's not much of a self-reflector, I don't think, which makes him kind of a, I don't know. He's just. I thought that like, kind of he, was the story, though. And yeah, I, 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 I like, I think you got as much as you can get out of David Beckham. Which I will agree is like not a lot compared to say Michael Jordan, who obviously thinks a lot about everything all the time. Um, I I think the story of David Beckham, in a way, is look at this maelstrom surrounding this simple man who just wanted to play soccer and generally did to great effect. The simple, the simple good-looking man. Yeah, <laughs> and and not stupid. Like he makes a joke about I'm um, I was never very smart. He's not right. He's very smart, but he's simple, and he keeps it very See, simple for I don't himself. Know that he, like I don't know that. Uh, I mean, look, he's clearly a fairly accomplished at business. So yes, I, I'm not. I'm not saying he's dumb. He well, just seems. I don't know if shallow is the word. Just I. I think simple is the word. Maybe, whether maybe whether by design or or just by personality, like he keeps everything very simple in his head, and he is insightful and thoughtful and smart enough to be like, "Hey, everybody's talking about me. I bet I can make some money off this on the side." When that wasn't really a thing that soccer players were doing, so I don't think he's stupid. But he's definitely not going to overcomplicate things. And that is probably his greatest skill. I don't know. I, it, 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 I feel like, I don't know, it seems like she had, had more influence than is necessarily spoken in, in, in this documentary, which is a lot about her. Does that make sense? Over, I don't... Like over his playing decisions? Over, over, I would say over his non-playing decisions, if that makes sense. Certainly over, like... He didn't know her, though, when he started marketing himself. Are you sure? Positive. Like, the beginning... I feel like when he started doing the 
high fashion stuff was right about when he started dating her. But maybe maybe I have the timeline wrong. That may be true of like Dolce and Gabbana or whatever, but he was doing like underwear ads. That was that was like the early part. That was in episode one, the early part of his story. Yeah, but she was in episode one. Yeah, but I think before that relationship was well. Either way, like maybe it's her that's that's the marketing genius, but either way, she definitely had an effect on that. But I don't think that I mean, was there's shied a, away there's a from. very clear demarcation in his like style from when he starts dating her to when you know yes. what I mean. Yes, that that much is very clear. I think the desire to be like a style icon off the field or the you know the utility of it was something that she definitely brought. Um, and I think in general, like. I don't, I mean, I believe him the way he talks about his family, you know? I do think he, cheating scandal or not, is is and was quite devoted to them. And I also, like, I don't know, maybe this is me as like a sports nerd and sports media participant for so long. Like, I love the little color. I love that he's a weird neat freak. You know, yeah. I love that everyone <laughs> goes to bed and David Beckham putters around the house for two hours tidying. Um, that was that was one of my favorite parts. Where, where the like closet, he's like, I don't, I don't think people appreciate me. The kids are like, yeah, you're a freak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like the, I know it's like a trite of uh, celebrities. They're just like us. But like, yeah. I'm thinking of myself, like picking toys up off the dining room floor so the Roomba can work in the middle of the night. Um, it's like, I I enjoy learning those sorts of things that you would never learn under normal circumstances. The same way I love the, you know, typical lead of a, like, like lead paragraph of the, you know, Hollywood deep dive interview story where, you know, George Clooney ordered a, Salad, Waldorf salad, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, I like. They're always putting that a salad. Always. Yeah. Right. But but I mean, even I'm saying even those trite ones I can enjoy. But stuff like this, I thought there was a lot of interesting color about his life and about like. I mean, you you know, silly as it is, you do find out what's important to someone when they make five hundred million dollars. You know. Yeah. Because <laughs> you could kind of do whatever you want, and. <laughs> I think, like, you can see his choices. Like, he's obsessed with soccer and his family. That's what this guy cares about. And then he's also, like, weirdly obsessive-compulsive, which probably speaks to the ability of someone to, from the age of six, go in the backyard and practice dribbling a soccer ball by yourself for three hours a night. Um, Yeah, certainly I think when you're talking about, um, you know, learning how to take free kicks with the, like, crazy swerve, right, and and and... And that kind of skill, uh, you know, in particular, you know, it's a lot like hitting a golf ball, right? Like it's that kind of you're just trying to repetitively create a certain mechanical motion over and over again. I think I imagine the OCD played uh, a huge part part in that. But I will say um, just because it's one of those things that I feel needs to be said when we have these conversations, like when people talk about Steph Curry, you know, shooting threes and it being a repetitive motion that practice is the key. Um, it's also a ridiculous amount of God given talent. 
<laughs> like, uh, right. Yeah. Or ever, there'd be more people that could do it. Right. Exactly. There's plenty <laughs> of obsessive compulsive people in the world. David Beckham is the rare combination of that determination, that, uh, a, a possible, uh, mental disorder and also remarkable God given talent. Um, so yeah, it's the, there are elements of this that are heg- uh, if that if I can coin a, a term, but not so many that it turned me off, and I really just enjoyed digging into it, and also just like hearing the way some of the other, you know, massively talented and famous legends of the game talk about him. Um, I think there was a. There was, during his career, a bit of a temptation from some to dismiss him, not as a player in general, but like among the greatest players of all time, to dismiss him as a bit of a novelty act. That, you know, other than bending the ball on free kicks, was he really as good as some of the great players of all time? And I think hearing the way other guys talk about him makes you realize that, like, even if that was the primary skill that made him special, it was such a special thing that like the impact of it and his value to a team is difficult to overstate. Yeah. And you look, you have to do more than that on, on the pitch. Like to, to like, just if that's all you do, you know what I mean? Like it's well, right. You're not, you know, like you, you he was good at other things. And it's I don't know if you've gotten he was great at right. You know I mean? Well, the one thing he was better than anyone in the history of soccer at that point to that point, yeah. basically. Right. And I don't know if you've gotten to this point, but there's the, England game where they need a draw and go down early and he just goes nuts and they show highlights in every part of the pitch attacking the ball playing defense and ends up I believe scoring or assisting on the the goal that gets them the draw in stoppage time Um, but that's that's kind of what I'm saying is like to dismiss him as truly one of the all-time greats is to to misunderstand yeah look that stuff i like to see and i'm not i'm not saying this is bad or that you shouldn't watch it i just for 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 spending four hours with a person and a personality i just would like a little more spice a little more spice it's funny you'd use that word um because i would argue (laughs) we got a lot of spice that was that was not uh uh, that sorry that was a completely unintentional (laughs) pun (laughs) but but i i see what you mean i just i'm not sure i expected that because a i I just don't know that there's much there. And B, yeah, at the end of the day, he did. He he did he did produce it. Um, so yeah. you're and, you know, and even if he didn't, you're limited by what he's. You know what I'm saying? And like, if you guys are, you know, if you're if you're there, Victoria Beckham, like, live your creed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I think a Victoria documentary might be more spicy. You know, it might be. It might be. I, you know, I, this, watching this oddly made me think maybe there was more to the whole Spice Girls thing that I had admitted at the time. Uh, the the brief thing that they where they they definitely make it seem like the Spice Girls were more self starters than I imagined they were at the time. Yeah, certainly. And yeah. I don't know if that. I think they were also not that they weren't impactful here. Clearly, like they had a reunion tour and that was a big deal. Like, yeah. you know what I mean. But. um I think it was an extra level of impact in Europe that I'm we didn't sure. quite feel. I'm but, sure, you know, certainly in England, um, but probably all across Europe. Uh, I, I don't know that I would watch it though. 
<laughs> I don't know if what you mean. <laughs> I, I feel like I actually did watch the Spice Girls movie at some point. I, I don't know Spice why, World? But I feel like I did. Um, Spice World, yes. I, I also... It was a little bizarre, but I enjoyed Fisher Stevens' occasional... Like, he made some interesting choices here. Um, yeah. The I, way I it's, kind of like occasional off-camera commentary, too. Yes. You know what I mean? I really like that. Stuff. It's organized in kind of a weird, haphazard way, but it really worked for me. Um, like, it's not... I mean, it's generally chronological, but it jumps around a lot. Um, I just... I, I thought it was really well made, and, and although I'm not going to ignore or be unaware of the aspect you're talking about, uh, it, it did not bother me as much. All right. Fair enough. Um, let's get to the challenge. Yeah. <laughs> this is, I, you know, I mean, look, my, I, I have a lot of notes, but my main takeaway is it's just good to see my man, Devin being Devin, you know, what I mean? <laughs> like the only downside. And I do mean the absolutely the only downside to Devin coming on and being Devin is that whatever, three, four Devon ITMs is more than enough to drive home how lacking the overall ITM game this season is and and probably will continue to be. They just don't have a Devon in this cast. They don't have a Devon or a Bananas or a Wes or a Tori or an Anissa or a Laurel or a Carmaria. They yeah. do not have elite ITM talent. Like Norris gets some get some lines off. Um Emmanuel is fun, but he's not great because his English isn't great and he, he like it's hard for him to have bars, you know what I mean? Um Yeah. Big, Big T, T is, is good. Is a- but presence, but not great. You know, Big and not going to be the a best. pot stirrer in a in a right in an ITM. You know what I mean? No, no, and just nobody who can who can. You know, it's not exactly like a wrestling promo, but there's a there's a style to to nailing the ITM. And nobody on this cast is really up to the challenge. And more to the point, some of the best competitors are. Either, either like blah and worthless, or downright annoying and bad in ITMs. Um, Jay, for instance, is just like stop talking every time they go to an ITM. Uh, Sorry, my computer's doing crazy things. Uh, oh, well, I can still hear you, so that's a good sign. It's cool, but it's telling me that my windows are going to be shut down in ten minutes. Oh, we don't want that. That's a weird message, right? Yeah, tell it not to do that. Shutdown will start. You know, but I, how do I tell it not to do that? I don't know. I'm not in front of your computer. <laughs> I am going to keep this in the podcast, though. That's for sure. <laughs> and if it shuts down, that'll be a whole other issue. Um, All right. Well, I did not hear your point. So. <laughs> okay. Well, my point is Kyland and Horacio and like even Ed, who I like, are just like very straightforward. I'll tell you what happened 
type of dudes when it comes to the ITMs. Corey is an insane person and is constantly talking nonsense. And uh, Jay is an idiot. And it it, it literally <laughs> I, I, hurts my brain. I'm higher on Jay in the ITMs than you are, clearly. But I do think that um, this episode, you saw some of the limits of Horacio. <laughs> And I don't, I don't know what's going on with him. If it's just, he's just a shy guy, or he's dutiful and really scared to alienate people. Maybe I think he really, yeah, I think he feels bad. He doesn't want to be a a dick at all, and he really doesn't want to look like a dick on television. Yeah. I think that's what it is. And he, he at some point, it's got to, you just got to be like, dude, say what you think. He's got to get, get over it. He's got to get over it. You would think someone who doesn't want to look like a dick on television would go after uh, Big T, beloved Big T, in episode one for right. no reason. Well, but, but he did. <laughs> yeah, I know he has very bizarre thought process on a lot of this stuff. Um, but to the original point, the note that I wrote was Devin's ITMs are a reminder that nobody here is really elite. There's just not an elite ITM threat. <laughs> on the cast and Devin just walks in he's all healed up ready to go he gets he pull of course Devin is the one who pulls the mystery third you know bar and he gets to pick his opponent it's it was all beautiful right down to Michelle once again letting stupidity and insane paranoia take over her as she screamed, like, how could you, De- really, Devin? That's what you're going to do? Like, he would have, how would he possibly know that you're dating that dude? <laughs> you, you know he doesn't know that. You, he, he, in fact. Funny, but he was kind of like, I don't know, it seems like people kind of like this dude. <laughs> exactly. That's what he meant. He meant Michelle got mad. I had no idea that was going to happen. <laughs> Oops. And and uh, like all by the way he asked like anybody else she, sh- she had an opportunity to be like uh, don't don't send Callum in and she she didn't yeah, say although, a word. Although Mariah took that opportunity and I don't think that's going to play out very good for her. <laughs> Well, right. I mean, listen, uh, Callum's not going to play out well for Michelle. I mean, if we're serious, Devin did her a favor. Um, But, again, you know if you're Michelle and you stop to think for half a second, you know he has no idea. He's your friend and he has no idea that you're getting close with that guy. So, like, to get mad about it is so goofy. And... uh, Literally one week after she apologized for letting her paranoia and insanity get the better of her, she's doing it again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she's probably going to continue to because, like, it's hard. She's in her head. It's hard she to get out of her it. head. You know? She just can't help it. Right, yeah. Um, she's just being her. And clearly no one seems to mind because she's at the center of everything. And people like, yeah, you know, as Corey pointed out. Like people would move heaven and earth to keep her safe in in, in this game, you know. Okay, and it um, ain't like that for everybody. 
You mentioned Corey. Do, do we want to talk about Corey? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a weird tradition this season of people just self-destructing in these like deliberations. It's so wild. I've never seen anything like that. I mean, we've said that, this is the third time we've said that this season. I know, but like we talked about people sabotaging themselves with bad speeches and and like while they were extreme cases that that's kind of a challenge tradition over the long haul like people you know screwing themselves by talking too much in deliberation it's not the first time it's happened but this was wild the looks on everyone's faces like even the people who objectively this was for right like the people who you know i'm showing me hey i just want you to know guys i'm with you like all, they're all like well i guess you're with us but that's really uncomfortable that you are <laughs> and also like all of them i mean i think nuri said it in an itm but all of them had to be thinking um okay if you were this double agent getting information, wh- where'd that information go? Because you never gave any of it to us. So it was a lie. Yeah, like, wouldn't you... I don't know if it was a lie. Like, I mean, I think he really believed it. You know what I mean? I just don't know that he... But he kept like... saying, I was getting information for my alliance. He never gave any information to any yeah. member of his alliance. Maybe this was stored it up like it's grown with some nuts for later. <laughs> what does he think he's doing? So, And by the way, he started the speech by being like, I can't believe no one else's name was even mentioned. And then proceeded to attack exclusively women. Yeah. None of whose names could be mentioned because it was a male elimination. And then when it came time to vote, he was still the unanimous choice. So That's literally the part I, that part I didn't understand. Like, I'm like, it, it's not a girl's day, right? right? Like we've been talking about Big T. And yes. And in, di- in addition to going after Big T and Melissa, he like lashed out at Raven for no reason. He was I, like, I, he, ju- he accomplished absolutely nothing other than hurting people's feelings for no reason yeah it was it was very weird and i all right so you're at the bottom of the american alliance okay i get it and i understand why that would concern you but you got the numbers the american alliance has the numbers right so wouldn't you just roll with the alliance and let that play out and assume that they're gonna pick two british guys and then get out of the way? <laughs> like, like you don't need to do this speech now. I don't really understand it. It's so weird. It, it's... And I mean, I guess, like, one of the Brits brought up his name, but instead of that speech, a simple, like, well, you know, I'm, I'm rolling with the American Alliance, and I feel like fucking anybody else. <laughs> I feel like James. I feel like Callum. I feel like... Because even, and, and you know, we should talk about this too, even Big T and Kyland and uh, um, Horacio made a ridiculous choice. Like, Emmanuel was a ridiculous, once again, the idiots who won the Daily Challenge picked somebody in their alliance to go into elimination. 
when there were three options who were not in their alliance. And I just Wait, don't understand. Emmanuel, Emmanuel, uh, uh, Emmanuel wasn't in, the, in yes, their alliance. He was listed in the American alliance on multiple occasions, and he was working together with the people in the American alliance. Now, might he have been first off the boat? Sure. But when there are obvious non-alliance options, they let Basically, because Kyland is dating Melissa, he let Big T make the decision and Horacio got outvoted. Which is crazy. It's crazy stuff. It is crazy. It is crazy. He should have been able to convince Kylan that they needed to pick Column or... Yeah, exactly. Norris, I think it was in an ITM... But she probably should have been yelling in Spanish at him from like halfway across the arena. But instead, in an ITM, laid the approach out very simply of like, this is the alliance. These two dudes are not in the alliance. They are British guys, James and Callum. That's who should be in. We have the numbers. We put one in now and one in later. Done. And that's what should have happened. Um, not that it would have mattered in, in the end. <laughs> <laughs> because right, we got Callum anyway. <laughs> we got Callum anyway, and it was Devin's choice. So it worked out for the American Alliance. But that's an example of where Horacio's refusal to speak the hell up and like have a strong opinion could have really hurt the team. Yeah, but no one's going to punish Horacio for that because everyone loves Horacio. Correct. And mostly because I think they all want to sleep with them, men, men and women. That, and also because nobody wants to be the one to have to actually take him out. That said, <laughs> also true. <laughs> you know, now's a good time because you won't have to be the one who actually takes them out. The the downside is what Kyland experienced this time around, which is you sent Emmanuel in. He didn't even have to compete, and now a vampire is coming after you. <laughs> and like, if you pick someone, right. If if you pick someone for elimination at this point, there's, you know, at approximately like a 35 to 40% chance that they're going in. That's not great. Those are not great odds to say a name for, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's a 33% chance they're going in basically. Right. Well, right. I was just I was factoring in the potential of the I guess the potential of you could get the chaos thing and just pick you could just pick that person anyway, right? Exactly. I guess right. Yeah. All right, fair enough. Yeah. But but it's not much. It's it's significantly less than fifty percent, right? So yeah. you know, more often than not, you're gonna lose that gamble and that makes it a little harder to take a big shot. Yeah. I it just seems to me like you can now at least the antidote here would just to be pretty straightforward of just like, hey, uh, I'm picking you because you're you're not in my numbers and there's like a decent chance you come back and this is just the best thing for my game. I'm done. Right. You know what I mean? Right? I think like, that's the way to go. I I which again makes so much of the silliness this week so stupid. But um, I also think the numbers have reached a dramatic enough level that there almost needs to be some kind of yes, change. The Brits, are, the Brits are almost picked off at this point. <laughs> right. So, and I like, say the internationals. 
Yeah, the internationals, the best they're going to do at this point is if somehow a group of them wins a daily and can vote one in. Because the deliberations, it's going to be hard for it not to go the American alliance's way every single time. Yeah. It's almost hard to get a group of them in deliberations or in a, in a daily challenge at this point, right? Like you're, That's right. Gonna... Now, I'll say this. People like Laurel and Durrell and CT and Cara Maria coming into the game and potentially having the option to pick their own opponent makes that more complicated. Yeah. Because who knows? Certainly, CT could come in and just be like, I've heard the most about Horacio. Let's get it. I I mean, I think CT's plan is going to be to take the biggest, baddest person he can find, right? If he if he has that opportunity. Right. I mean, that could end up being James from just the eyeball test. I don't know how familiar <laughs> yeah, CT is true. with this. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, that's but, fair. but my point is, like, that shakes up the game. Um, that is a way to shake up the numbers. And who knows? Like, we'll, we'll never be the wiser if they hide three spiked maces down in that uh draw you know um no one's checking the two that don't don't get picked so yeah uh i i don't know but i i do think like if this game were to play straight from here out it would be a very boring game because the numbers are pretty dominant towards this american alliance and the center of that american alliance seems organized enough that even once they're down to just the American Alliance, I feel like it would be pretty straightforward because that core center is going to make all the decisions. Yeah. I mean, in the center is Jay, uh, Michelle, and Norris, right? Like that's the center. Yeah. And maybe Asaf. Maybe Asaf and maybe Horacio by association. Yeah. We'll see about that. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Um, that being it, said, like, I'm just thinking about, you know, you saying CT picking the biggest guy, like, it is getting to a point where all of these eliminations should be pretty interesting. Yeah. Like, there's nobody... I don't big guys left, by the way. <laughs> uh, Ed, Ed's pretty big. Corey's pretty damn well, big. Ed is muscular, but he's pretty short. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, but other than CT, you know, so's Brad, right? And and not everything is going to be a pure size. So, like, I'd, sh- I'd show up no, for an Ed versus CT. Challenge at all. They, also... Like it seems like they're tailoring the eliminations to the to the champion. You know what Maybe. I mean? Maybe. Um, CT, uh, he's, he's also going to be giving up 15 years to basically anybody. So that... Yeah, uh, I, I I've yet to see that matter much. <laughs> fair, fair, fair and agreed. It's, but still, it's, like, like there's... I would... Someday that may be true. <laughs> it's, it's like time catches up to everybody, I guess. But yeah, I, but it, listen, if it's not a hall brawl, Emmanuel versus CT sounds like a pretty competitive matchup to me, right? I don't know, man. Like, it, it, if it if it's a climbing thing, yeah, okay, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. But well, if it's climbing, I, I don't it, think it is a very good matchup. And I w- and I if would it's a hall brawl, CT in a puzzle for sure. You know what I mean? Like CT's yeah. really good at puzzles. He's got a lot of stuff. But if it was right? something with running and a puzzle, you know, if it was something like the thing they did today. I don't know. It would be interesting. Um, I, I, on the other side, like I don't see anybody on that stage who has anything for Laurel, you know, like I, I'm interested to see how it goes. There's a lot of twists and turns this could take. I want to see some Laurel and some Cara Maria. 
Um, I would almost rather watch Laurel and Cara Maria in an elimination than either one of them with any of these contestants, but I'll get what I can. Do you make anything of the ratings uh, being down this season? Uh, nothing I nothing meaningful. Yeah, I, I mean, I, honestly, I think it's mostly just the, the trend in television. You know what I mean? I as think it's as, the trend in television. As, yeah. the, the, it's I also, think it's still the highest rated show on MTV. Well, it's clearly, I mean, that's a low bar, but uh, <laughs> they brought Chris back six for, shows for, for, for one. For sake. <laughs> By uh, the way, they they showed a little like a, you saw a little teaser for Cribs, and I was like, I don't know any of these famous people, not a one. You know what's funny? You do because one of them was Tay Diggs. He was just almost unrecognizable. I didn't. Oh, maybe maybe that's it. Maybe I just he had have, like a white beard. I want to say. I don't think I saw that. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss. It's that. It's a quick flash of him like opening the door and saying uh-huh. something funny. Um, but I think he has like a white goatee. Maybe I. He's anyway. gonna be getting up there a little bit, Tay Diggs. Yeah, yeah. He's not young. Um, fifty-two. Tay Diggs. Uh, All right. Also, just learned this: Scott Leo Diggs. No idea where Tay comes from. Um, <laughs> Scott Tay. <laughs> maybe that's a good guess. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, I didn't know most of them. Was where I was headed. I but I did. You're absolutely right. His nickname Tay comes from the playful pronunciation of Scotty as Scott Tay. <laughs> Oh, that's it. That really is it. That really is it. Oh, God, that's funny. I also didn't know he was uh, married to Adina Menzel for a decade. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, I I think there was a bit of a scandal when they broke up, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, probably. A little Beckham-like scandal for you. Um, (laughs) What else? What did you make of Mariah's $13,000 nose job? (laughs) I mean... I don't know what people who get nose jobs want, but I I don't think Corey Green is on a nose job. By the way, is thirteen thousand dollars extravagant or or or? I have normal? no idea, but I do know that I noticed the nose job, and I don't necessarily prefer her face now. I feel like a larger and larger percentage of hers is plastic. Why? Well, that's the. Th- I, it's not just her. You know what I mean? I like I don't really want to talk about her in a in like a I don't know. I don't want to people could do whatever they want with their faces and bodies. I personally rarely find people more attractive after whatever they do than I did before. That's just me personally. But I hope she's looking the way she wants to look, you know? I guess that's what I lot, make of it. It sounds like a lot, a lot of, of money to on me. Display uh, on yeah. this particular episode is what I will say, and I wasn't crazy about it. A lot of various mm, jobs. Yeah, man. There, uh, there are. It's, it's more and more the case with everybody who's involved with reality TV, um, and I guess I understand. I understand why on a level but it does seem it does seem bad yeah no it doesn't it doesn't seem great and i get it you're right i'm not gonna i'm not really like trying to give everybody a hard time other than like you know just a a kidding hard time you know what i mean yeah of course it's just but it is i yeah to me 
and it, it's a, virtually every contestant, it seems like, you know, it, it's a solid 75% of, of lady contestants, certainly on the challenge, seem to have had work done, and it, it rarely works for me. But, uh, again, hopefully it's doing whatever they want it to do. Yeah. <laughs> does sound like a lot of money. Which I, which I think is all natural. I do wonder um, if they make more in appearance fees than I had previously imagined, though, because that does seem to be a lot of money um, that I don't imagine was covered by insurance. Well, my sister pointed out that, because uh, I'm not a jewelry aficionado, I would not have picked, the, picked this up, but uh, uh, Narice is wearing a very expensive brand name necklace in this uh, uh, in this and several other episodes this season, like a $13,000 necklace. So, right. uh, so I, you know, either her influencer career is really, really, you know, paying the bills or, or the appearance fees are, you know what I'm saying? Well, so. yeah, I mean, I imagine it's a combination, but 300,000 Instagram followers doesn't hurt. No, I guess not. I guess yeah. not. Only uh, two hundred and ninety-five thousand to go for me. Probably more than that for me. I mean, that's. Uh, I have no idea how many Instagram followers I have, which tells you a lot about how many Instagram followers I have. Yeah. I don't think I'm following her. Maybe I should be though. Yeah, I'm not. Let's let's change the subject before I get sucked down a rabbit hole of Maurice <laughs> Mateo's Instagram. All right, you got a burn of the week. Oh, you know, I didn't write it down, but there was something at the end, towards the end of the episode. Ah, shucks. I didn't write it down. I mean, I feel like uh, I didn't write any of Devin's down. Devin's were probably all the best, but I feel like it's not even really fair. No, you that know doesn't I mean? count. Yeah, I yeah. agree. So I'm going to go with Jay. Um Saying Horacio struggled to say a name all season. I don't know if that's oh. because he has to talk or because he has no idea what's going on in this case. That's what it was. It was towards yeah. the end of the episode, and he said that, and it wasn't... Okay, yes, I'm so glad you had it, because it wasn't just that it was the burn of the week, like, because it hit the hardest. But, like, this is an example of why, like, I'm just... Jay is weird and annoying and stupid. He said it, like, nastily. <laughs> was like he was not being funny you know what i mean yeah no, like if no. he had he, he was being pithy about it like he was like i am trying to burn you you know what i mean so yeah but not in like a friendly burn way in like a this guy sucks way which i which like i was like yeah there Jesus. was some frustration behind it you know yes, what i mean yes that's what it was that that, but i don't think that that's undeserved frustration you know what i'm saying Maybe not. It still just seemed nasty. I just, there's something about Jay's demeanor that is like he's got the wrong tone and expression 80% of the time, is what I think and yet, about Jay. Again, beloved, clearly in this cast. Yeah. Yeah. You know? that, the Jay and Michelle, just everything. Like they're at the center of everything. Everything about their existence and like behavior and status in this game confuses me. I like Jay more than you do, I think. Um, maybe, but I don't like hate Jay. I'm just like bamboozled by him, (laughs) but he does make odd choices from time to time. Yeah. Similar with Michelle. I I don't hate Michelle, but I am driven a little insane by like a person who makes the same mistake over and over and over again. Yeah. I I, I I think Jay's a real contender to win the season, but uh, you know, there's a lot, a lot to go, a lot, a big chance to sort of 
shake this up. Who do you look at on the men's side right now and say that is not a real contender? Um, I would say I would be surprised if Asaf was standing at the end. That's one for me, too. I have one other that I'd be really shocked. Um, this is weird, but I, th- I, I kind of think Kylan, like, I feel like Kylan just doesn't have that dog in him. <laughs> um, okay. I, I can, I can accept that. He's a contender for me. Uh, Corey is the other guy. I just can't see standing on top oh, at yes. the end. I forgot Corey's still here. <laughs> well, there you go. There you have it. Um, agree. Agree. So not yeah, gonna, even though Asaf seems to be very well connected, I'd be very surprised if he's left standing. Same with Corey. But the rest of these dudes, like, I, look, I have Horacio and Jay. Why, Corey are the biggest dudes left in the house. Yeah, Corey is big, but he is not super coordinated. No, and I agree. He is also a chicken with his head cut off socially right now. <laughs> so I just don't have a lot of faith. In right, his ability the social to... thing is about to undermine him. It seems. Yeah, so I don't know. Like Ed is strong as hell and smart. James is a giant. We know how good Horacio and Emmanuel can be, and like you said, Jay certainly has as much control over the game at large as anyone right now, and is no slouch. And and if anything to do with climbing comes around, we saw what he can do this week. Yeah. I, look, I can name a lot of women I don't see winning. Correct. A lot of women. Especially like, since there's only five. one winner. Any woman is yeah. going to have to... I think it's the reverse with the women. With the women, it's who who could you see winning. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, I think you have to say Michelle. I would certainly say Norris. Um, mm-hmm. But after that, it's Slim Pickens. Uh, I would add Mariah. Olivia, I think you have to have Olivia in there. She's she made a final in her first season. Mariah um, and Olivia and, both have the credentials to be included, but the, neither of them has inspired me much so far this season. No, but I think I feel like Olivia's kind of laid low a little bit. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Although it seems like she's also simultaneously pissing people off. While yeah, I do think she's pissing people off. Um, uh, Zara, I think is the other one I could see winning. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, but I I think, you know, with the men, I feel like you could make a really strong argument to favor four or five different guys. Yeah. With the women. It's a, it's a much stronger group. It's a much stronger group. Yeah. I don't think there's any argument. And I point. do think Michelle and Norris are out ahead of the pack right now. And that means that means we got a lot of fat we still need to pick off. I guess so. <laughs> so let's get to work, champs. Start yeah. sending some more people home. Well, Think two and one so back. far. And and if if I had ranked the champs before we started, the one who lost would have been last. Yeah, I think I agree. I agree. Um, yeah, I'm 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 hoping we get to see Laurel next week, and I feel like from the trailer that she might be coming out. Laurel or Casey or Cara Maria, I don't care. Either way, that's that and that's a heavy hit. Tori's waiting in the wings too, right? And Tori, yeah. All of those, yeah. all of those are heavy hitters. There's no yeah, breaks in that foursome. Let's do it. So, um, all right. You any more on the challenge? Should we do homework? No, let's do homework. Yeah. All right. Um, we are going to watch a show called Obliterated, and that's on Netflix, right? Yep. 
Do you want to explain this one? Um, yeah, it is, as I understand it, the story of an elite special forces team that disarms a massive bomb and in celebration goes out to party really, really hard and in the middle of getting wasted find out that the bomb they disarmed was a fake and the real one is still out there, I think. Um, and then have to figure it out from there. It's a comedy and it's from the creators of Cobra Kai. All right. So we're going to check that out, see what's happening there. Also, Netflix is made December. Uh, that is Julianne Moore and uh, Natalie Portman on a story kind of loosely based on Mary Kay Letourneau. Uh, yep. This is one of those like film festival movies that Netflix just bought uh, in hopes of having some Oscar bait uh, around this, the Oscar season. So we'll see if it's worthy of that. Um, and then uh, on Paramount Plus, uh, a show called Getty Lee Asks, Are Bass Players Human Too? And that is literally the plot of the show, pretty much. It's Getty Lee talking to bass players who uh, naturally are very psyched to talk to Getty Lee. So, Yeah, um, I mean, what bassist wouldn't want to talk to Getty Lee? And also, a valid question. <laughs> yeah, indeed. indeed. <laughs> Which I'm sure we'll explore. Um, so, I mean, yeah. yeah. Most Paramount of the bass players... You said Paramount Plus, yeah. Yeah. Um, most of the bass players that I that come to mind immediately when I'm thinking of great bass players, uh, whether they're human is still an open question. Well, I am uh, far, 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 far away from anything that you would consider great, but I was in fact a bass player as, as a youth. So, um, so I'd taken that personally and, um, <laughs> and I guess we'll see. <laughs> I like, you really set me up for an opportunity to just say case in point. Yeah, um, I sure did. But for you. both as a bassist and as an alien, you're no less Claypool, my friend. <laughs> I, I, that we that we can agree. That we can certainly agree. All uh, right, I think that's okay. it, right? Yeah, let's get out of here. Bye. This game's in the Admiral refrigerator. The door is closed. The lights out. Butter's getting hard, the eggs are cooling, and the jello is jiggling. So long, everybody. And do me a favor, have yourself a tremendous evening.